Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now, here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. All right. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. I just uh, I took a few days off last week and uh, went down to my, uh, my well, summer home, I guess. It's that's about the only time I use it. I have a home down in Creed, Colorado. And uh, just went out there and visited my mom for a few days. And then I went up to Fort Collins and saw my son. Um, he's at Colorado State University. So we went out and visited him for a couple of days. And I'm always kind of, you know, surprised. I go back and I try to go back and see family, friends, and I'll see somebody I haven't seen for a while. And they'll say, Brian, what are you up to? You know, what do you do now? What, what, what kind of work are you doing? And so I explain what I do, that I, you know, I specialize in long-term care planning. And a lot of people, you know, you'll just see their eyes roll. It's like they, if they haven't had any experience with it, then they really don't even know what you're talking about. And if they have had some experience with it, then they, they will start, you know, telling you their story. And for those people that don't have any experience, I'm trying to explain what long-term care insurance is. And I said, you know, long-term care insurance does three things really well. And this is usually what I tell people. Number one, it protects your assets. The problem you have without long-term care insurance is that everything that you've worked hard for, everything that you've saved is at risk, including your home. And a lot of people are surprised at this. You know, the way it works is you're going to burn through all your assets until you run out of assets. And then what happens is you have to apply for Medicaid and Medicaid's going to come in and put a lien on that property if you still own property. Now, if you're married, the community spouse, the healthy spouse can keep the house in their name. But if they end up in a long-term care situation, they're going to burn through their assets and there's going to be a lien on that house. So literally everything is at risk. The other thing it does besides protecting your assets or part of that protecting your assets, it reduces the amount of taxes you pay. What a lot of people are really confused about is that, hey, I've got money, I've got assets, I've got this retirement account, whatever. It it doesn't matter what it is. It can be stocks. It can be real estate. Your assets have to be converted to income, meaning that in a long-term care situation, you've got to start pulling money out of that retirement account and you're going to pay the income tax on it. And if it's stocks, you're going to sell those stocks and you're going to pay capital gains on those stocks if they're not in a retirement account. If it's real estate, the same thing. So it really eliminates the taxes that you have to pay because remember those long-term care benefits come back to you tax-free. So the number one thing it does obviously is it protects your assets and reduces your tax burden. The second thing it really does well that people are surprised at is it helps you get the care that you deserve. And what a lot of people are surprised about this is a a good long-term care insurance plan. Not only does it provide that source of funds to help pay for that care, but it's going to come with that team of professionals, those case managers, those care coordinators, those people that know how to get you the care that you want, the care that you need, the care that you deserve, versus you trying to go out there and figure out that on your own. And a lot of places now, especially assisted living facilities and things, are giving priority to people who have long-term care insurance plans because they know that they're going to get paid. So it really helps you get that care that you really need because, again, you have somebody there that understands you know, what your situation is and the best way to maybe manage that. The third thing that it does is it eases, <coughs> excuse me, it eases the burden on your family. And what I mean by this is the, you know, we have a family friend out there in Colorado, in Southern Colorado, who's been taking care of her parents for quite a while now. Her dad just passed away last year, but she's just worn out. And I was talking to her and we see her every year. And I, you know, I was asking her about, you know, how things are going now that her dad passed away. And she said, well, her mom's still a handful and still taking a lot of her time. But emotionally, she is stressed out and physically she is just worn out. And I think that's the other thing that you have to understand that long-term care insurance does. Protects your assets, helps you get the care you deserve, and it eases the burden on your family. So when I run into people and they ask me what I do, and I say, well, I help people plan for long-term care situations. We do you know, customized long-term care insurance plans. This is what these plans do really well. Now, and let me just take a, a, a rap, go down a rabbit hole for a second here. You can probably hear me struggling on the microphone a little bit today, but I've got some, um, you know, we came back, my, my wife has allergies. She tested positive for COVID. My son tested positive for COVID. I'm in the studio by myself here fighting this through, but I've definitely got some congestion going. So bear with me. I apologize for that. 
But when long-term care insurance first came out, it looked like a lot of other insurances that we used. We paid a premium to keep the policy in force. We hoped we never needed it. And we didn't expect anything in return if we didn't use it. So, you know, think of your homeowner's insurance. You're going to pay that premium year after year. You hope your house doesn't burn down. And if it doesn't burn down, you're not really expecting the insurance company to give anything back. That's just, it's just what insurance is. And although statistically most people will end up in a long-term care situation, so the government statistics tell us that about 70% are going to end up in a long-term care situation after age 65, most people still don't think they're actually going to use it. And that's one of the problems we have out there when we talk about why people don't get long-term care insurance. They think, number one, I'm not going to need it. Therefore, I don't want to pay for something that I'm not going to use. And those premiums that were set up, you know, they just go on forever. So if you take out a policy at 55 and you're 85 and you're still healthy, you're still paying those premiums to keep that policy in force. And so that's still one of the number one reasons why people will um, give when they're surveyed, why don't you have long-term care insurance? A lot of people just simply say they don't want to pay for something that they're not going to use. So that was, you know, started back in the 70s when long-term care insurance came out. That was really the basic design. It was like health insurance. You just pay the premium to keep the policy in force. Well, things have changed dramatically since then, since those original policies. And today we have asset-based plans that pay you back if you never use them. And so it eliminates this use it or lose it fear that people have. Otherwise, if I pay these premiums for all these years and I don't end up in a long-term care situation, I just lost all my money. So a lot of people will take that risk and then they're basically self-insuring. And so they're self-insuring because they don't want to pay premiums for something they're not going to use. And so today we've got all these new options out there, these asset-based plans. And we call them asset-based plans because they are truly an asset to you and your estate. So let's back up for just a second here. What's the definition of an asset? If you just look that up on Google or look it up in the dictionary, they're going to give you three different definitions. One is a useful or valuable thing, person, or quality. The second definition is property owned by a person or company, Um, regarded as having value and available to meet debts, commitments, or legacies. And then the third, you know, definition of an asset would be a military equipment plane. So military assets. So those are the the common definitions they give us in the dictionary. We're going to focus on number two, the property owned by a person or company regarded as having value. So something of value, which is why these new plans that pay you back are referred to as asset-based plans. There is value in that policy, regardless of whether you make a claim or not. And that is the key part of this this asset-based policy versus a traditional pay-as-you-go type of plan. There's some value in this policy. Now, this is different than most insurances we're used to. I mean, with the exception of permanent life insurance, we're just not used to getting any value out of that insurance if we don't make a claim. I mean, you're going to pay car premiums forever, but they don't give you any money back. Um, Today, I want to spend a little bit of time and talk about how you can set up an asset-based plan, an asset-based long-term care insurance plan by repositioning some of your existing assets. Now, essentially, we're taking something that we already have, something of value, and we're going to take it out of one pocket. We're going to put some features and some benefits on it, and we're going to put it in the other pocket. And that other pocket is going to be a long-term care insurance plan now that is going to be an asset-based plan that's still going to have value. And this is going to return that value to you or to your estate if you don't use that plan. And so that's the key to these asset-based plans. Now, there's actually several ways that we can do this, and I want to start with our most popular options of repositioning assets and show you exactly you know, some of the different ways you can do this. And without question, our number one way of, of funding an asset-based plan out there, taking assets you already have, is for people that are over 59 and a half years old using their existing retirement accounts. A lot of people have the majority of their money in their retirement account. So an IRA or it might be a 401k at work and then they move it to an IRA when they retire. But what happens with that is you can take a lump sum out of your your retirement account. Now remember, that money has not been taxed. And the IRS says when you take that money out, you have to pay taxes on it. You have to count it as income. Well, the nice thing about these 
policies today, these long-term care insurance policies, is you can't avoid the taxes, but you can spread the taxes out. And the reason why you would want to do that is if you took a lump sum out today, you're going to get that automatic insurance, that automatic leverage. You're going to have that day one. But the insurance company will allow you to make basically withdrawals on their records over 10 years and spread the taxes you owe out over 10 years. And those deductions, as they pull them out, they're going to count towards required minimum distributions. So the asset-based plans funded with retirement accounts, Not there's only a couple companies that will actually do this, but the reason why it's so popular is because you've worked hard, now you're in your 60s or your 70s, you've got to start taking out these retirement funds at age 72 now, but you can take that money out, and maybe it's in a more conservative investment today, it should be at age 70, and so you're trying to protect those assets. Well, by repositioning those assets, they're still yours, but they're going to give you that automatic leverage for a long-term care insurance plan. So that's one of the ways that we can do that with retirement accounts, our most popular way, in fact. Um, looking at my clock here, let me sneak in a quick break. But stick with us because when we come back, I'm going to continue the conversation on different ways we can fund these asset-based plans by repositioning assets. I'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state solution is simply a drop in the bucket. It won't provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors is who my wife and I went with. They provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors this Thursday afternoon at 3 for his free live webinar. He'll explain how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care, like the state. We agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options at the free live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 3. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. Hey, and welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. Um, You probably just heard the ads there if you were listening. We've got another class coming up next Thursday, and that's going to be Thursday um, at 3 o'clock kickoff Pacific time, 4 o'clock kickoff Mountain time. And that's on the 20th, Thursday, the 20th. If you are listening on KOA radio out in uh, the Colorado market in the Denver area, we do have a webinar this morning that's going to kick off at 9 o'clock your time. So you still have time to sign up for that. That's at 525longtermcare.com. Um, so today, if you just joined us, we're going to talk a little bit today about different ways to fund these asset-based long-term care plans. And when we say asset-based, they're also called linked benefits. That's the official name by the IRS. You also hear them referred to as hybrid plans. I don't really like that. The hybrid is coming from life insurance, and a lot of those plans are just 101G or chronic care riders. They're not truly long-term care insurance. 
but you'll hear any of those names. So it's kind of like automobile or vehicle. You're, we're just using different names to describe essentially the same type of product. An asset-based long-term care insurance plan is something that is an asset to your estate, meaning that if you don't use it for long-term care, it's there's still going to be some value there. It's going to pay you back or it's going to pay your estate back. So we talked about different ways to fund them. The first one we said was retirement accounts. And the advantage of that is we can take a lump sum out of your retirement account. We can spread the taxes out over 10 years. And so you'll see a deduction coming out every year for 10 years that is reported to the IRS. That's the amount that you would have to claim as income that year. And that counts towards your required minimum distribution. So a very, very popular plan. And you can do uh, joint policies on that as well, too. So you can use one person's IRA or 401k and cover your spouse. And so that's a very popular option. The second way you can fund one of these asset-based plans by repositioning assets, quite frankly, is just using savings. And that's, that's probably our second most popular way. So somebody that's maybe got money in money market accounts or CDs or, or savings accounts, whatever it is, that is kind of idle money. And for most people, that's rainy day money. And so especially as we age, we don't want all of our money in the stock market. So a lot of people will keep some money in FDIC-insured accounts. Well, the advantage of using a savings account is, number one, you're going to get automatic leverage. You're going to get $3 for every dollar that you put into that account. And what that simply means is if I deposit $100,000 of savings, it turns into $300,000 of long-term care insurance. Now, the company doesn't let you pull all 300000 out at once. They're going to put some kind of withdrawal limit because, remember, long-term care insurance is at a bucket of money. So you're picturing how much money do I have in the bucket? And number two, how fast can I take that money out? That's the monthly benefit. But if you put $100,000 into a savings-based plan, that's going to give you a little over $4,000, maybe $4,100, $4,200 a month of long-term care insurance for six years. And so that's how you get that three-to-one leverage. And the nice thing about it, that savings money that you moved into the long-term care plan, it's still your money. And some of these policies will allow you to get that money back out without canceling your policy, meaning that if you put 100000 in and a year down the road you need to take $10,000 out to, for an emergency, you can take $10,000 out. You still have long-term care insurance. It's just that you reduce the amount of coverage. So you went from $100,000 of cash value to $90,000 because you took $10,000 out. Well, your long-term care insurance would go from $300,000 to $270,000. But a lot of these accounts, they still earn interest, and they charge you for the insurance inside the contract based on your age, but that's a fixed rate when you take out the policy. So a very popular way to reposition some of your savings, because again, it's still your money. You can go back and get it, but... If you leave it in there, under the IRS rules and the Pension Protection Act, we can now grow, earn interest in a tax-deferred account and use some of that interest to buy insurance within that account. So that's how you get that three-to-one leverage. The next most popular way out there, probably from savings, is investments. Again, as we age, our risk tolerances start to change. And so what happens is we'll start to see people that will say, okay, I've I've been pretty aggressive with my investment account, and now I'm starting to tamp this off. I'm not worried about doubling my investments anymore. I'm worried about losing the investments. I want to protect them. And again, it's the same as cash savings. The advantage of taking some of your money out of your investment accounts and moving over into a long-term care insurance policy is that you're going to get that leverage. You're going to get the ability to basically protect the rest of your investments. And so you say, I'm going to carve off this little section and what it does is it protects the rest of my estate. So that's the, you know, that's the whole essence of insurance. What we're doing is not because I don't have enough money to pay for my care. The idea is that you know, I can pay pennies for my care instead of dollars for my care, and I can protect my entire estate by repositioning some of these investments that I have today into a long-term care plan. And it's not a substitute for an investment. That's what I tell everybody. Insurance is not investment. Remember, I had a show on this a few weeks ago. Three legs to the stool. You have investments, you have savings, and you have insurance, and they all work together. And the idea of that insurance in a long-term care situation is to protect your other assets, to make sure that if you end up in an extended healthcare situation and you need an additional $6,000 a month or an additional $8,000 a month, you're not depleting your assets. You're not selling your stocks or draining down your retirement account and paying taxes on those withdrawals because now you have a dedicated source of money to pay for that. So investments is a great way to for people that have excess investments, especially if you're living off of your Social Security and maybe your required minimum distributions and you have other investments. Those are accounts we like to look at maybe just repositioning because that money is going to come back to you either way. But if you end up in a long-term care, you're going to get a multiple of that money back tax-free, which is going to protect the rest of your assets. 
Now, a couple different things, and we're talking about just ways to reposition assets today. So that means I've got assets already. How do I just reposition them? Take them out of one pocket, put them in another pocket. They're still my asset. That's what these asset-based plans allow us to do. Another way to do this is if you have an existing annuity or you have existing life insurance. It's through what we call a 1035 exchange. So again, going back to annuities. Annuities, if you have a deferred annuity, if you have an annuity that's already annuitized and it's just generating income, that means you get $1,000 a month for the rest of your life. Well, there's really no cash value to that. You just, you have an income stream. You annuitize that annuity. But for people that have deferred annuities, whether it's an indexed or whether it's a fixed, a multi-year guaranteed annuity, those are more like a savings account, right? They're just growing in value, but they're tax deferred. Well, we can take that value of that annuity and do an exchange into a long-term care plan. It's called a 1035 exchange. So imagine you you put $50,000 into a deferred annuity. Today, it's worth $100,000. You can use that for long-term care, but when you go to pull out that money, the first $50,000 is going to be taxable because that was the gain in that annuity. Well, if we took that same example, that $50,000 you deposited that grew to $100,000, now we take that $100,000 and deposit it into a long-term care insurance. Well, guess what? Now it turns into $300,000. It's like you're working as the same as the savings-based plans. You now have $300,000 of long-term care insurance, but when you pull that out, that all comes out tax-free, including the $50,000 gain that you had in that annuity. So that was the home run. That was something that the Pension Protection Act allowed us to do. The same thing with life insurance. And I want you to stick around at the bottom of the hour because I have a, I'm, I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. We use some life insurance to fund an asset-based plan. But using existing life insurance the same way, if you have surrender value or you have cash value, the advantage is if your cash value or your surrender value, the amount of money you would get if you canceled your policy, is more than the premiums that you paid in, well, if you just cancel your policy and start using that for long-term care, you're going to pay tax on the gain. Under the 1035 exchange rules, we can move that money over all of that gain is going to come back to you tax-free. And if you don't use it for long-term care, you're still going to have a death benefit, which is going to come back tax-free. So that's something I always look for. When I see somebody that has permanent life insurance or what we call whole life insurance, they've got some cash value to it, then we want to look at that and we want to assess the situation and say, hey, is that an asset that we can reposition into a long-term care contract? Because again, that's something that the 1035 exchange allowed. Now, lastly, I want to talk to those people out there for who, who maybe have aging parents. And if you're going to inherit an IRA, there's something you need to know. The IRS changed the rules with the SECURE Act. And what used to happen is if you inherited mom or dad's IRA, you could spread out the deductions or the withdrawals. I'm sorry, not deductions. You could, you could take the money out. You could take those withdrawals out and spread it out over your lifetime. So if you're 55 when you inherited that money, you could use the tables and calculate over your lifetime, and you'd have to take out very little money. So the advantage of those inherited IRAs, if you set them up like that, is you might be taking out less than what that the, the IRA is actually producing every year. It's growing. And so a lot of those IRAs were multi-generational. You could you know, inherit a million dollars from mom and dad, and you could take money out of it for the rest of your life, and you might still be able to leave a million dollars to your kids. Well, the IRS said, no, no, not on the SECURE Act anymore. When you inherit an IRA from your parents, you now have to take all that money out within 10 years. So if it's a million dollars, you have a choice. You can take a minimum distribution and then take out a lump sum, but it's all got to be out by 10 years. Or you can divide it up and say, I'm going to take out $100,000 a year. It, it doesn't matter how you take it out. You just have to get the money out within those, that 10-year period. But the thing is, every dollar you take out is going to be taxed at income on your income rates. The reason why they made this change is because the IRS is just looking at these these you know billions and trillions of dollars in retirement accounts, and they're saying, look, a lot of people will never really make a big dent just taking required minimum distributions, and they're at a low tax rack. If the kids inherit that money, and they're working, and they're in their prime careers, guess what? They're going to have to take that out and pay taxes on it. So that's something that we can do using inherited IRAs, spread out the taxes over 10 years, and it meets the minimum required distributions that are set up by the SECURE Act. So um, I've got to jump here into a quick break for the news. So stick around. When we come back, I'm going to introduce you to Rick and Patricia, our clients of the week. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. 
providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. So if you're new to the program, we're on every week. I try to bring you a new show every single week, and it's just a really an educational program. And at the bottom of the hour, we bring you a client of the week. And this is, you know, I've heard it over and over again from our listeners that this is the meat of the show. Um, it's, it's their favorite part. And really what the client of the week is designed to do is show you some different ways we can set up long-term care plans. And because, again, it's not like buying a box of cereal or going out and buying a car. You know, it's like, what color do you want? I want a blue one. And outside of that, it's the same. Long-term care plans, we custom design them, and it's going to be based on your situation. It's going to be based on your wants, your needs, your assets, your income. It's going to be based on are you a business owner. There's a lot of things that we want to look at so that we can maximize and design the best plan for your situation. And this week, I want you to buckle up and hang on again because we got some business owners, and these are always some of my favorite clients to work with because we have special tax advantages And this is Rick, who is 58, and Patricia, who are 60. They have two adult children. They have one grandchild so far, and they own and operate a dental practice. Now, Rick's mother has been transferred from an assisted living facility to a memory clinic, and this just happened about six months ago. And they came to us and started exploring, you know, long-term care because it really changed. Like you said, we went from a volume level of maybe two when she went into the assisted living facility to now we're up to nine. You know, things got pretty serious pretty quick. And they're seeing how expensive the costs are for Rick's mother. And he's like, I, you know, she's actually pretty good shape. She's just her memory is really going fast. And so she requires special help. And the facility that she was in could no longer provide the help that she needed. So they had to move her and find her what we call a memory clinic or an assisted living facility that would actually specialize in these cognitive illnesses. Rick has a brother who is not involved. So this has put a lot of pressure on both him and his wife because they're trying to juggle their practice and their marriage and be a grandparent. And, oh, by the way, now take care of Rick's mom and take all the phone calls for that. So he saw that. And they don't want to pass that situation on to their kids. This is their biggest concern. They're saying, look, we're seeing this firsthand. You know, it's more than just a money issue, right? It's like, yes, take the money out of it. Mom's got free care. You still have to manage that care because there's nobody else to do that. And he was just really, you know, eyes wide open of this uh, situation watching his mom go through this. Here's what we found out about him during the, the conversation when we start interviewing them. Again, they're living through that extended care situation with his mom. They own and run their business, and they plan on working for probably another 7 to 10 years. They actually didn't start their dental practice right away. Uh, Rick kind of went back to dental school a little bit later, and they started their school their business, but they really like what they're doing. And he says, yeah, we'll probably work easily for another 7 to 10 years. We enjoy what we do. We enjoy our schedule. They hope to maybe sell their practice when they retire. That's kind of what they're doing is building up their practice, and they think we'll probably sell that, and hopefully that will generate some additional income for them. They do have a retirement account that they set up. Um, They have some cash savings. And here's something that caught my eye. They have a joint second-to-die life insurance policy that they took out when they started the business. Now, for those of you that are business owners, you know this. If you borrow money to build out a practice or buy equipment or do anything like that, a lot of times the banks will say, look, you need to have some insurance. You need to have some life insurance so that we, you know, if something happens to you, that the loan will get paid back because there's not going to be anybody there to run the business. So that's very common. And so they had a life insurance policy they took out when they started the business. They own their home. They they figure they're probably going to age in place. They're not sure, but they want the option to be able to stay in their home for as long as they can. Um, they're both in pretty good shape. Now, minor medications for blood pressure and some joint pain, but outside of that, you know, they've got plenty of options for long-term care. And what I mean by that is, again, you, you can't wait till your health is compromised to apply for long-term care insurance. It's like waiting till the house is on fire. 
In fact, I'm trying to get some some homeowners insurance where we just had a big rate increase out here. And so we're trying to look around and it's like, you know, they're asking you all these questions. What kind of shape is your roof in? What's this? What's that? And again, the same thing with, with long-term care insurance. They're asking you about your health because they, they're not going to insure somebody that's already got one foot in the door at the assisted living facility. It just doesn't work that way. So they were in decent shape and they had a lot of options, which was really good. Um, They've been working up an estate plan, and that was something that was very important to them. They would like to spread their assets out among their family members and also some charities that were very dear to them. And so that was something that was in the back of their mind. It's like, I don't want to blow through all my assets and not be able to donate to my charities and not be able to leave anything to the kids. What they wanted from a long-term care plan was really just a cushion to help offset any additional care costs, meaning... Look, you know, he's seeing what his mom's going through. It's expensive. And so they don't want to have to drain all their assets down trying to pay for that care. They want a plan that would allow them to protect their estate plan, meaning that these are things they're planning on doing and giving and making donations to, to you know, the charities or whatever. And if you end up in an extended healthcare situation, and I've had several clients I've run to over the years that did some estate planning, and they have to basically undo the estate planning because they've got now they've got other costs. They didn't plan for the long term care costs, so they want a dedicated source of funds so that doesn't you know an extended healthcare situation does not undo their estate plan. They would like a plan that would return benefits to the estate. Saying, look, if we're going to move money into one of these long-term care plans and we get lucky, we don't use it. We don't want that money to be wasted. We would love that money to be able to go back to our state. Um, and to fund the plan, when we started talking about, you know, what do you want from a plan, they, they didn't want payments. They said, look, we'd just like to reposition some assets. We have assets. We have money. We've worked hard. We'd like to maybe just reposition those so that we know that that will give us the insurance and the protection and we don't have ongoing payments. They wanted a true catastrophic coverage. Um they had some family friends. He's got his mom. They've seen these long-term care situations, and they're saying, look, we don't want a plan. That's, we don't want to guess. Do we need two years of coverage? Do we need five years of coverage? We just want a true catastrophic plan. So, in other words, lifetime benefits, which is still available, right? We can get an asset-based plan with lifetime benefits. means once you go on claim, you're never going to run out of long-term care insurance. They wanted a top-rated company. Again, you know, with insurance, a lot of people are worried about this. What happens if the insurance company goes out of business? Well, there's a lot of guarantees, and in, in, in that doesn't happen. You know, companies do go out of business, but you don't lose your coverage. But they wanted a top-rated company, and I agree with them. I think it's important to be with the best-rated companies out there because it is about a guarantee, and it's also about the level of service you're going to get when you go on claim. And that's something else that was really important to them. They wanted good claim support. They did not want to have to pass on all the paperwork and all the stuff that they're dealing with onto their kids. They wanted to make sure that they had somebody there, a team of professionals that could help manage their claim if they ended up in a long-term care situation. So here's what we did for them. We obviously, we looked at the asset-based plan and, and they had several options. They, you know, again, their health was okay. So we had several options, several different companies that would have worked for them. But after discussing kind of what they wanted, again, that catastrophic policy, okay, we want lifetime benefits. Well, we only got one company out there that offers lifetime benefits on asset-based plans. It's the same plan that I personally have. I'm a firm believer in uh, catastrophic insurance. That's what we're insuring against, right, is a catastrophic event. So we ended up settling on this company. This company gives us a ton of different ways to fund their policy. But there's two things that stood out to me when I started interviewing them. And here's what I found out about them. Number one, they had a life insurance policy. Number two, their business was taxed as a C corporation. So this is a key thing for long-term care insurance, and I'll explain why in just a second. But let's start with their life insurance policy. They had a death benefit of $250,000. They also had a cash surrender value of right around $120,000. So that means if they just canceled their policy today, They'd get $120,000 back if they ended up in a long-term care situation and they needed to use that life insurance policy to pay for care. They could use that $120,000. That, that's it. So, But if they die, the estate's going to get $250,000. So they had $250,000 death benefit, $120,000 of cash value. Under the 1035 exchange rules, we can use that cash value in that, long-term, or that life insurance policy and move it to a long-term care plan. So that is key. The fact that their business was taxed as a C corporation 
it means that they are not subject to the IRS limitations on deductions. So again, long-term care insurance for business owners is deductible like medical insurance. It's a business expense, but they have limits based on your age. If you're a C corporation, you're not held to those limits. The law says, you know, reasonable amount. Well, reasonable amount is the the fair premium for the long-term care insurance. So you can deduct 100% of the long-term care insurance premiums. So with this information in hand, we designed a plan that would take advantage of both the 1035 exchange rules and the tax deductibility of the long-term care insurance premium since they were a business owner. Now, here's how we set this plan up. We took a single deposit of $153,000, and then they will make nine payments. So starting a year out, so starting year two, they will get an invoice for $10,400. They will have nine of those payments, nine annual payments. So after 10 years total from the day we start this plan, they will have put a total of $246,000 into their plan. So again, the $153,000 deposit up front and the nine payments of $10,400. So what are they going to get for that? Well, each of them are going to get $101,800 a year of long-term care insurance tax-free. That breaks down to $8,484, so about $8,500 a month per person for an unlimited amount of time. That's their long-term care benefit. So if they're both on claim, they're going to be pulling out nearly $17,000 a month out of this policy, and they can pull that out forever. They will never run out of long-term care insurance. Now, what if they never use their plan? Remember, it's an asset-based plan. There's still value in this plan. Well, if they never use their plan, this has a death benefit of $283,000. And again, on a joint policy, it's second to die. So what that means is after the second person dies, they look at that death benefit and they subtract out any long-term care benefits they paid and they give the difference to the estate. So if they use anything less than 283, the estate's going to get the difference. Now remember, they only had a $250,000 policy to start with, and now we've got a $283,000 death benefit. They have zero day waiting for home and community care. That means that if they start their long-term care journey in home, where three out of four people do, there's no waiting period. They don't have to go through an elimination period. They get zero days. They start getting their benefits. They have concierge claim support, which means somebody is assigned to them. So remember, Rick is sitting here dealing with his mother, and he's saying, look, I really want some claim support, somebody that can deal with this and deal with Medicare and understand all the, the billing and stuff that's going back and forth. It's like, well, that's what you get a dedicated person that's assigned to you, and they're going to manage, help you manage the claims. They're going to get the care coordination lined up and the case management. So that is that travel guide, as I say, that contact person that you and your family will always have. They get home improvement and medical equipment. So two times their monthly benefit or about $17,000 roughly they'll have for caregiver training. They'll also have $17,000 to buy medical equipment and do home improvements. So just a very robust plan. And again, remember, it's lifetime coverage for both of them. So one person cannot have an effect on the other person's long-term care benefit. They're each going to get over $100,000 a year for as long as they need it tax-free to pay for care. Now, let's go back to the funding on this because remember, you know, Rick and Patricia ideally said they would just like to reposition some assets and walk away. They don't want payments. They don't want to have to deal with that. But that's not what we did. Again, we did a $153,000 deposit, and then they're going to have nine annual payments starting in year two. Here's where and why we did it this way. Their life insurance policy had $120,000 of cash value in it. We took that policy and we did the 1035 exchange. So that $120,000 went to the insurance company. That's $120,000 of the $153,000 initial deposit. That other $33,000 is considered all long-term care insurance. And this is key because, again, they're a C corporation. They get to write off all $33,000 this year as a business expense. Now, they were in a position they could do that. Now, for you know, for a business, that's when we're designing these plans. We're saying, okay, your business, your C corporation, is the business cash flow positive? Do you, does it make money every year? And if it's like, yes, we either have to pay tax on that money at corporate levels or we have to pay ourselves that money and pay personal tax on that money. So this now is an expense to the business. They can just pay that 33000 straight out. So again, the $153,000 went in, $33,000 of it was right out of the business. The other $120,000 came out of the life insurance policy that they had. Now, 
The nine annual payments that they're going to start in year two, the $10,400, that is going to be paid directly by the business. Again, it's a business expense. It's treated as medical insurance, and since they're a C corporation, they are not limited to the IRS limits, and those are based on age. They don't have to worry about that. So they can write 100% of those premiums off as a business expense moving forward as long as they have their business. So out of the $246,000 they're going to put into that plan, 120 of it's coming from the life insurance policy that they had, and the other $126,000 is going to be a tax-deductible expense for the business. The long-term care benefit is still tax-free, and guess what? That life insurance policy, that $283,000, that starts day one. So even though they only put $153,000 into the plan, they go out and get hit by the bus and they're gone tomorrow, 283 is paid back to the estate. They do not have to wait till they get all nine annual payments paid into this plan. So think about what this does for them. I mean, it's just it's such a fantastic plan. They originally thought, well, we'll just reposition some assets. And I'm like, look, you're, you're going to get a tax deduction. If in, in, They're in the 30% tax bracket. So out of all that premiums, $126,000, they're really saving about 30% on that because if they were just taking their take-home pay and then turn around and paying for the insurance policy – that's essentially what they would be doing. They'd be paying tax on that money. And now they don't have to pay tax on $126,000 at premium. That one hundred twenty that came out of the life insurance policy, they don't have to pay any tax on the gain that they had in that policy. That policy is closed out now, but they now have a new life insurance policy that even has a higher death benefit. So when you look at the big picture for this, you could imagine Rick and, and Patricia were really excited at the end of this with the net results because they're like, you know, we didn't realize that we could do it this way. They thought, well, we'll just get, put a couple hundred thousand dollars into the plan and walk away. And it's like, well, you don't need to do that. You have this life insurance policy. Let's use that. And let's use some of the business proceeds to get that tax deduction because the benefits still come back to you tax-free on long-term care. I've got to come up from air, hit a little bit of oxygen, so stick around. I'll be right back to Long-Term Care Radio. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important, a lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state solution is simply a drop in the bucket. It won't provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors is who my wife and I went with. They provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors this Thursday afternoon at 3 for his free live webinar. He'll explain how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care, like the state. We agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options at the free live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 3. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. 
Uh, welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. Um, thanks for tuning in and sticking with us. Again, if you miss any part of this or the client of the week or you want to hear that again, because I know numbers are hard on the radio and I am not a slow talker. I understand that. But um, you can always get our podcasts. You just go to our website at 525longtermcare.com. You can sign up for one of our live classes. Again, we have one coming up next Thursday. I have one if you're a KOA listener. I have one coming up this morning at 8 o'clock your time. So as soon as the show is over, I'm going to be um, live on the webinar. And I'll tell you a funny story. I was up and uh, went up to Fort Collins to uh, see my son that goes to Colorado State University and just there for a couple of days. And I thought, you know, I'm going to sneak in and get a haircut real quick. So I went to this barber and there's a guy in there I've never seen him before. And I'm like waiting in line and he was the only one in there. And I waited for two people to get their haircut. And I thought, well, if I do a Friday night, then it gives my Saturday morning free because we had some plans to meet some friends and, 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 and visit my son. So I went in there, and uh, long story short, I came out looking like a Q-tip. Um, told the guy I did not want my head shaved. I just wanted it trimmed and cut up. And so he started cutting on the top, and then he got distracted, talked to somebody else, and he took the clippers that he used on the guy before me and sh- took a couple swipes up the back of my neck. And so I have got one of the shortest haircuts I think I've had since probably 1980, 80, well, probably 1980 when my dad used to shave our head when we were kids. So uh, communication. But um, anyway, um, back at it now, and... Those of you that want to see the Q-tip haircut, you get to see me live on the webinar. I'll have that until it grows back out. So um, anyway, today we're talking about, you know, how do we fund some of these asset-based long-term care plans just by repositioning assets? And I think there's a couple things that I really just want you to understand is that that's really what we're talking about in asset-based plans. We're going to take something you already have, and we're just going to put some different features on that. And so the thing about it is if I've got $100,000 in, in a CD or $100,000 in, in a money market account or $100,000 in Charles Schwab and in investments or $100,000 in my IRA, those are different buckets of money. They're all assets. And what we're talking about is we can reposition now and that take $100,000 out and put it into an asset-based long-term care insurance. It's still one of your assets. And so repositioning assets can be done in a single lump sum like that for these long-term care plans, or they can be done over time. Like my plan, I'm just paying 10 payments. I'm paying 10 annual payments in over 10 years, and then my policy is going to be paid up. Or you can do a combination like we did for our client of the week, where we're going to take a lump sum, like a large lump sum, and then maybe spread out some of the payments over time. And the reason why you would do that would be depending on your situation. So our client of the week wanted to just walk in and say, hey, here's a lump sum of money. Take it. Um, We're done. We don't want any payments. But when we look at their situation, there's some significant advantages for them to use the 1035 exchange rules and also to take advantage of those tax deductions that they can get from the business. So that's where that combo plan came in, kind of a lump sum and some ongoing payments. There's just no perfect way to fund one of these plans. That's what I want you to understand. And that's why we do this client of the week. If you're in a situation where all of your money is in an IRA and that's it, then we can look at funding that plan in a lump sum out of the IRA and spreading taxes out over 10 years. Or you can just set up your own 10 pay, which means just 10 guaranteed level payments. Or you can set up your own 5 pay, 5 guaranteed level payments. That flexibility of how you fund your plan is going to be depending on your situation. Now, with the market the way it is, a lot of people are nervous, and rightfully so. I don't think that we're going to see the gains moving forward that we've seen the last few years. There's a lot, there's a big dark cloud holding over, you know, standing over us, which is inflation, the rising interest rates, a lot of uncertainty, a global slowdown. So, a lot of people are looking at the situation saying, I've had a nice run. Maybe I'd just like to move that money out in a lump sum and just get a plan set up. Well, again, that's fine. But if it's retirement account, we want to take advantage of being able to spread those taxes out over 10 years so you don't have to take a lump sum out today and count all that money as income and pay taxes on it. If it's just an investment account or it's cash or savings, then absolutely you're going to get the most leverage, meaning you're going to get the most insurance for the dollar if you do a lump sum. If you spread it out over 10 years or 20 years, even some of these asset-based plans, the problem you have to understand there for the insurance companies is that there's a waiver of premium built in, so there's more risk. That simply means that if you go on claim, the premium stop, or if there's a death benefit and you die, then they've got to pay that death benefit. So you're going to pay more over time if you spread it out, but if you're younger or you're working or you have a business, that might make a lot of sense. That might be the best option for you, like our client of the week. 
take advantage of those tax deductions. So again, the idea of asset-based plans are that they are an asset, they're a value to the estate. The reason why we just would take $200,000 that are in savings and put them into a long-term care plan is because now it turn, it's, it's magic money if you end up in long-term care. Now all of a sudden you have $600,000 or more of long-term care insurance that is coming back to you tax-free. You can't do that with your investments. You can't do that with your savings. You can do it with long-term care insurance. You can do it with the asset-based plans. And the underlying issue, a lot of people will say, well, why did they do this? I mean, the, how do the insurance companies make money on this? Well, again, it's actuarial science. If you're giving them a lo- big chunk of money, remember, when you go on claim, you're getting your money back first. And so a lot of people are going to die within a year. Some people are going to die within two years. Some three, four, five, six. It's just going to spread out. So a lot of people will never get into the insurance money. But it's the same as you know any other insurable risk, a house fire. Some houses will just be small damage. Some houses will burn down. We just don't know which one's going to be which. So the idea of insurance is to insure against that catastrophic loss. The nice thing about these plans today now is you're not losing that money. It's still your asset. You're going to get that money back. We've got a lot more information on our webinars. We always encourage you to join us there. It's a great way to find out what long-term care is, what it pays for, what your options are, difference between traditional asset-based plans, what Medicare pays for, how does Medicaid actually work. We've got a webinar coming up Thursday the 20th. Again, that's going to be uh, 3 o'clock West Coast time, 4 o'clock Mountain time. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. Again, 525longtermcare.com. I appreciate everybody sticking with me. I appreciate your interest, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket. It won't provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors is who my wife and I went with. They provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors this Thursday afternoon at 3 for his free live webinar. He'll explain how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care, like the state. We agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options at the free live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 3. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.